Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 170 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I am joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That is Mr. Bob Lucius. Oh, Bob. What's got you so jumpy? Why can't you sit still, yeah? Like gasoline, you want to pump me and leave me. When you get your fill, yeah. Unskinny bop just blows me away, yeah. Unskinny bop bop. Oh, I, I, I have a sense of of a memory of a song you're trying to work your way through, <laughs> <laughs> mangling it, um, but it's so mangled, I, I can't quite put my finger on on the title well it's unskinny bob is that unskinny bob what does that even mean uh actually they they don't even know what it means they just like <laughs> the lyrics uh it is but who more importantly bob who who sang this song i don't know that would be the hair band poison was it really poison yeah this was their third album oh. and what year did it come out bob oh no rick <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Um, As he looks at notes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, was it 91? It was 1990, Bob. 90. It was 1990. And uh, what else came out in 1990, Bob? Was it uh, Captain America 372? It was. In yeah. fact, 372, which we're covering today, had a release date of May 1st, 1990, a cover date of July 1990. But Unskinny Bob by Poison was their first single off of their new album which came out in june of 1990 so you back in june 1990 were would been listening to this it was a top three hit uh while picking up captain america 372 off the stands now the lines i picked up on this uh which uh says what got you so jumpy why can't you sit still unskinny bop maybe that's referring to a particular character in this comic interesting rick <laughs> <laughs> interesting perhaps i i yeah hmm. okay oh we'll right. get to that okay. we'll get all to right. that I'm, I'm dying to hear your read on this okay all right yeah. fair enough oh. uh how how are things uh with you bob i haven't uh, talked to you in a while yeah, it's it's been crazy, Rick. As you know, I my 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 dad recently passed, and so I was out of town for that. And uh, you know, obviously not a pleasant experience. But on the upside, I got to spend some time with family members that I hadn't seen in a long time. And and you know, we've talked before about well, things have been tense with me and some family members mm -hmm. uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, you know, it takes an event like this sometimes, you know, to to bring people together and get them to spend time with each other and talk about common memories. And, uh, and, and that was nice. I, I really appreciated that. And, uh, and we're gonna, whole family's gonna get together in July, all my siblings and nieces and nephews and, and so on and so forth, generations down the line and uh, just spend some time together as a family in July. So, you know, um, that's, a, that's a good thing. And, and I think you saw, uh, you might have seen that when I was back up, I visited a comic and collectible store that was I in did, the yeah. town that I grew up in. And I have visited at least each year, you know, for the last 25, 30 years. And I had never gone there. Uh, and it was, it's always a little bit on the outskirts. Of, and of course, the town's not that big, but it was on the outskirts of town. And mm -hmm. I just for some reason had never gone there. But I knew that they had some amazing murals on the wall. And so, I had to make a special effort this time to like swing by there and check out the murals, which included Captain America. So I was yeah. really excited about that. That was pretty cool. I like the pictures of that. Um, I'm glad you you had an opportunity to to check that out and, and spend time with family during you know during this uh, you know important yeah. time. So yeah, uh, glad to hear that. But um, yeah, I, I like the pictures of that. You know, as you know, I I used to own a comic book store, and uh, so I was in a a strip center. So I didn't really have an opportunity. I, to, I didn't know where that was going. 
<laughs> this is gonna be a good story. <laughs> it's I. They I call encourage, them centers now. I I I encourage people to bring singles. Uh, so anyway, the um, uh, I I didn't have an opportunity to to really you know paint the outside of a building like like this particular place. Like the best yeah. I could do is just put some really cool posters up in my windows. Um, but yeah, some of those those uh painted walls and everything. Um, you know the cap one. I did notice that yosemite sam was standing on his shield uh but but how how did you not catch that i don't know well you saw that it was kind of faded and yeah. i was just so fixated uh, first on Kamandi, right because of that huge mural of him yeah but, but then yeah, of I... course cap you know i was looking at cap and i didn't look down at his feet and, and notice yosemite sam standing there until you pointed it out Man. so that was kind of neat I'm a little more closer to the ground than you are. So I, <laughs> I tend to pick up on those types of things. Yeah. If I had seen that, well, of course, it wasn't open when I was there. They didn't open to the afternoon, but I would have gone. I definitely would have gone in. Maybe next time I'm, I'm going to go in and ask that story. Mm -hmm. Ask for that story about what the heck's going on between Cap and Yosemite. <laughs> so. I, I also saw that you uh, posted a, a really cool uh, new collectible that you picked up. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I swore to myself, I'm just saving up for my next grail, saving up for my next grail, saving up for my next grail. And then I saw that one come available and I'm like, gosh, and it was mm. Captain America comics number 66. It was the first appearance of, uh, of golden girl. Mm -hmm. uh, the one where lavender shoots Bucky. It's actually yeah. a story that's retold in the Patriot miniseries. And, uh, and I'm a big fan of Betsy Ross. I love uh, a Blanche. She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Betsy's an underutilized, you know, uh, character in the modern. Of course, she's dead now uh, in Ant Man: Last Days, but uh, but never never really brought forward into uh, into the modern Marvel age after mm -hmm. the Golden Age, and she was used a lot back then. And so it was such a it was such great condition, and I got a great deal on it that I just I just couldn't pass it up. You know, we all have fallen underneath that. You know, it's just <laughs> it. I, you know, I'd lose money not buying something, exactly. right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just it. It doesn't make sense to skip this. I have right. to get it. I yeah. I know I've fallen underneath that myself. Well, I suspect uh, you have. Yes. Yeah. So what, what's been going on with you, man? <clears throat> uh, I you know it is a new year, so I uh, my original art budget uh, resets. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the last two years, this is your fiscal I, year. Yes. Yeah. The last two years I have maxed out my, uh, budget by April. Yeah. Uh, two years in a row. <laughs> I, I've budget. Um, I, uh, I was so proud of myself. I didn't buy anything, uh, for the first few days. It was, uh, it was, well I done. almost, I almost wanted to post something saying something like, uh, you know, I haven't bought any art all year, <laughs> but then, um, I don't know, like five days ago or so, I don't know, a week ago, um, a guy who, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, friendly with, uh, who I've bought a few pieces of art from, um, he's the guy who sold me my John Byrne piece, mm -hmm. uh, where caps, you know, doing all the acrobats. Uh, and he also is the guy who who sold me the Red Skull um, official handbook of the Marvel Universe. And so he texts me and goes, hey, Rick, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know that uh, Daredevil piece uh, you, you said uh, let you know if I ever sell it? Well, I'm reaching out to you. You're the first guy. Oh, and I'm no. like, okay. And then so... Um, it's uh, by David Mazzuchelli. Uh -huh. Now, uh, mm -hmm. I love his run on Daredevil. And in fact, that was the first run, you know, I I think it was 1983, maybe 18, 1984, where um, around the same time I was re picking up Captain America monthly, I started picking up Daredevil monthly. And just like Cap, I've been doing it nonstop ever since. And so I have a very large Daredevil collection. And but. I mean, obviously, Frank Miller's run is is you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's the top, right? Like that's you know, uh, for most of us, um, who wouldn't want some art from that run? And they go for mega bucks. I bet, yeah. Um, but uh, this is a cool page, and 
you know, you know me, I'm a sucker for a character that um, is drawn multiple times in a panel to show, mm -hmm. you know, acrobatic stuff. Yeah. Sure enough, that's the top panel. And then there's a really nice close up moody pictures of of Kingpin, you know, oh. with a uh, with a cigar and, yeah. you know, and he's wearing his white uh suit you know yeah. and and just really stunning and then there's a the last panel is a, is a close-up of daredevil's masked face um very reminiscent to as to frank miller so i was like yeah it's a, i don't own a published daredevil page but if i'm going to get one this this is a good one to get and yeah, yeah it was too good a deal to do and i was like well and i knew that he also had the official handbook of the marvel universe baron zemo by Mike Zek. Yeah. And we had kind of negotiated on, on that back and forth before and didn't work out anything. And I was like, what what would you want for both pieces? And he gave me a number and I was like, all right, let's do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm actually going to get them at the um, OAX in, in okay. Orlando. I'm, yeah. I'm going to meet him there and I'll be getting the pieces and uh, wow. there'll be a little little exchange of funds and yeah yeah and i'll be you know flying back with those pieces so i'm pretty excited nice did you get your own like little seat for them no no i actually i bought a um uh, uh an art bag okay uh you know where i could put my portfolio in yeah and so then that's there's a conversation going on with a lot of us people who are flying to oax is um you know how are you bringing your stuff or how are you yeah. bringing stuff back and so people were like, oh, well, I use this canvas bag or whatever, and and I can check it. I mean, not check it. I can um, yeah. carry on with it, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I got one in the mail coming. All right. I see those conversations in the, in the cosplay groups as well. Like, how do I carry my shield? Like, their cap shield? They have, like, uh -huh. they figured out how to, you know, they have, they make these cases for, like, uh, big symbols, you know, for, like. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm familiar yeah. with them as I've, I have put those on and off uh trucks you know sure, as, yeah. you know for the band uh i'm the prop guy yeah yeah so they use those apparently to carry their shields you know so they don't get all scratched up and everything. no they just can't put it on their back like cap and just put a jacket over it just put a jacket over it yeah top coat over it or right because that works yeah, right. <laughs> yeah hey bob i got some exciting news all right uh guess in the first week of january uh, I actually lost 1.8 pounds. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I uh, I'm, I'm my goal is a pound a week, so mm -hmm. I was very excited by that, and so I uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to be good. Yeah, I I didn't lose any weight. Uh, I thought I might gain some weight because when I went back north, I I stayed at a hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I didn't eat the best, you know. I was eating a lot oh, of, of course, like, yeah, comfort cake. food and yeah. Well, you know, just what what they had, you know. I mean, I think I ate like twelve granola bars one night for dinner because that's what I had in my backpack, <laughs> you know. And uh, but I did I did indulge in a few coffee cakes and uh, such and such. So I was like, oh my gosh, I know I'm gonna have put on weight, but it just I came back the same. So okay, uh, yeah. So I'm not like in the hole moving forward. So I'm still, you know. Good. Started, started working out today, first day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You a little sore? Or you'll be I, sore tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I will be for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yo, so Bob, let's get to um the comic we're covering today. The we um we put this up to a vote. You know, as uh, has been our tradition, the uh, the last couple of years is the second week of the month. We do our long tail story. These are these are long stories that, uh, you know, we can't obviously do in one or two episodes. So we put it up to the vote. And uh, number one, by far, people voted on this story, Streets of Poison. Now, um, interesting, it's a seven-part story. So this is part one that we're covering today in Captain America 372. Uh, the interesting part about this is, so these, these came out bi-weekly. So there's actually backup stories because what they did uh, back then was um, during the summertime, they for a period of years, they realized um, sales were a little bit better. Now, maybe it was because the kids were out of school and they yeah, felt like sense. they could, you know, they could make more money. So they started, um, at least for Captain America, it was in 1989 
when they did the uh, the biweekly series for the Bloodstone Hunt, right? And then this year in 1990, they did Streets of Poison. Next year, they uh, they did a Superior Stratagem. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the year after that, Man and Wolf, which was the cap, infamous Cap Wolf story. Right. Um, and so, the, you know, it's just something they did during the summer. Now, they, they stopped it after a few years. Uh, I guess sales weren't what they thought they were going to be, hmm. or maybe they changed. But um, so it's an interesting concept. What they do is to keep, make sure that they have the same creative team, especially for the artists. Um, they, they do a backup story. So it's a, it's a little slightly shorter story. Um, and then they had the backup story, um, uh, by a different creative team. We're not going to be doing the backup stories. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, if you, if you want to, uh, check them out, um, the backup story actually, uh, stars, um, what is it? Battle, yeah, Battle Battlestar and John Walker. Battlestar. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. So, um, so we'll get to that at some point. It's a great concept. I love it. It's like getting two for one, right? Yeah. Two stories, like the old Tales of Suspense stories. Love it. Yep. Would you like me to read the solicitation for this, Bob? I, uh, I, I won't be able to move forward unless you do. All right. Well, I'm glad there is one. Cap tackles drug pushers in the first battle in a drug war that will blow Manhattan wide open. All right. Wow. That's so, uh, you know... They're, the the war on drugs, yeah. Um, you know this that was something going on around this time, right? This was, um, you know, during the was this during the Ronald Reagan era? Yeah. Uh, well, Ronald Reagan was, was no, oh, it was eighty it was to eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Bush. So it was Bush. Yeah. So this was, yeah. uh, but but uh, yeah, war on drugs was going on during the Reagan era, and then was. I I think it you know kind of continued here. Um, in the story, I think Mark Runewald, the writer, finally wanted to address it. And and we'll get into that as we get a little bit more into this. But mm-hmm. um, the creators, as I mentioned, uh, the writer, Mark Runewald, the penciler, Ron Lim. And, uh, you know, this uh, Ron had a nice, nice run for Captain America. Uh, he was mostly known for like Silver Surfer and and those type of characters but uh he had a really good run here on on cap and, and this is certainly i think one of his most um favorite stories fan favorite stories uh anchor is danny Bolandi, and uh danny is is uh, you, you hear his name a lot as an anchor during uh during the 90s um certainly was very prolific colorist steve busolato letterer joe rosen and then the editor ralph Macchio. Do it. Box off. <laughs> uh, and the the title, well, look, how am I going to let you do the title? But hold on. We we need you to do the cover, Bob. What's on the cover? All right. Well, it's uh, it's really an interesting cover. It's a great perspective. You're looking up, you know, you're in you're in uh you're in a city looking up from amongst these big skyscrapers, and you see captain america falling toward you and he looks particularly upset uh he, he's got a grimace on his face like he is full of of uh as we say uh p and v uh can't say it you know the real words because uh, you know it's a family show but but he's got that look of, yeah that's it he's got that look of determination and there's glass falling all around him so it has the the uh it, it appears like he's falling to a skylight uh on the bad guys mm-hmm. um but it's a great perspective I think. Um, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I always struggled with this one because I was like, is he falling backwards through glass or is he bursting forward through glass? Right. You know, I mean, yeah. like it kind of, you could see both ways. You can, it's a, it, 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 it's one of those things. Is that a, is that a, uh, you know, those, those optical illusions, you see a rabbit or, you know, uh, uh, or a bunny. It's an optical you know. illusion. <laughs> but it's, uh, I love the look on his face. So that sells the cover for me, that look of, of grim mm-hmm. determination. Indeed. Uh, w- tell us a little bit, like, uh, you know, about the rest of the cover, Bob. All right. Well, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got uh, the title, Streets of Poison at the very top above the Captain America, which in this case is, uh, you know, there's there's only, you know, 
probably a handful of issues of Captain America with the covers where the, the coloring of, of the title of the book, Captain America, is not either red or white or some combination of that, right? There's that great, uh, was it the jack-o'-lantern cover that uh, is, a, is a strange oh, right. uh, yeah. series mm-hmm. of colors? And this one is a little odd too, right? It's the Captain America is an orange with, uh, with a green background to, to the lettering. So I don't know what the story is behind that and why, why they chose that particular coloring scheme uh, this time around. Any insights on that? I, I, I do not. Uh, but I do like the, the corner box logo of the cap. I think that's the Kieran Dwyer. Uh, so they still have it, which is interesting because by this point, Ron Lim's been on the book for almost half a year. Um, and he'll eventually make his own corner box. Um, so it's interesting that they still have the Kieran Dwyer one on here. All right. So let's get to the inside here. And uh, I'm actually pulling out my personal copy of this one, Bob. And uh, we open it up to the original splash page. But I think um, I think I'm going to go ahead and read the the top uh we don't always do that but um just to kick off this this story uh for for seven issues um i'm gonna read the top steve rogers born in the usa raised to cherish the ideals of democracy endowed with a superhuman physique and driven to be the most capable combatant in the world now as both lone crusader and leader of the renowned avengers He fights an ongoing battle for liberty, justice, and the American dream. Stan Lee presents Captain America. And the title to this one, Bob, is... Sold on Ice. And uh, this is a really cool splash page. It was actually up for sale earlier last year. And uh, I had bid on it, but uh, it got a little higher than I was willing to go. And I regret it. Huh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I regret it because it's a cool splash and it kicks off a beloved story. I wish I did get it, but oh well. Uh, and it's basically Captain America on his sky cycle. Mm. And it's the you know middle of the night. It's dark out. There's stars. And Cap is zooming down, looming, um, you know, almost coming to a, a cityscape rooftop. And it uh, it says Upper West Side, Manhattan. And Cap, uh, he's got his shield on the front of the sky cycle. And it has like a little plastic, uh, you know, visor. Yeah. Mid shield. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get that in your teeth. No. And he's thinking to himself, beautiful night. And my new custom built sky cycle handles like a dream machine. Wonder if Diamondback would like to go for a spin around town. Now, I I want to point out, Bob, uh, the issue prior to this, three seventy one, uh, was the f- famous first date uh, story between mm-hmm. Rachel and Steve. Uh, we did cover that back way back in episode sixty seven, uh, over a hundred episodes ago. But it's uh, it's a it's a fun story. Um, it's, a lot of people really, really like the story because you get to see a side of Steve we don't normally see. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go back and, and listen to that, I would I won't hold it against you uh, and then come back here and pick up where that story left off. So we turn the page and Cap is while he's coming down, he is seeing a, uh, a character laying on the rooftop um spying over the edge with some binoculars uh into a, another building like a, a some sort of resident build, building only one way to find out by wait a minute there's somebody lying on the rooftop across the street from her apartment someone wearing a costume maybe he maybe he's just a peeping tom in which case a little talk about invasion of privacy might be in order and it's uh it's one of them uh, Serpent Society guys, Bob. I know how you love snakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of snakes, especially the boom slang. And uh, <laughs> he, he's uh, he's sitting there with his binoculars and he's eating something. Uh, maybe it's a Vegemite sandwich. And 
he's uh, singing a song. What's the song, Bob? Oh, you know, I believe this one is Bust a Move by Young MC. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that go? <laughs> this is a jam for all the fellas trying to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to the party. Girls are scantily clad and showing body. Chick walks <laughs> by, you wish you could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you were Point Dexter. Uh, <laughs> I almost think you were prepared for that question. What? No, you know I don't prepare. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, Cap lands right behind him. And uh, he's like, Sky cycles quiet as a kitten's purr. He hasn't even heard my approach. Now that I get a good look at it, that costume's familiar. Let me see it from the front. Hey, you. Huh? Whoa. That looks like Boomslang, one of the Serpent Society. Boomslang. I spooked him so he so badly he jumped and he's like yeah and he, he jumps right off of the off the rooftop and they had to be had, how many stories up do you think they were bob four or five yeah it gotta be at least four or five yeah ah use the fire escape but i know an even quicker way i mean next page and here's a really cool half page splash vertical half page splash not something you typically see and cap jumps down onto a light lamp pole and he he he's jumping he grabs it he spins he circles around the pole he slides down and so there's five different caps in this panel and uh which is i i always love right and well, that's uh, one of your favorites everybody knows that can't tell if he's running because he's guilty of something or he doesn't want me to deal with me under general principles Despite the company, I know he keeps, there isn't a warrant out in him or anything. Save your energy for the marathon, Boomer. I only want to talk. And uh, what does he do, Bob? He throw, I, I don't know what Boomslang's weapons are, but he throws something at Cap and it bounces off his shield. It makes a noise. <laughs> but I also think it explodes. Um, so he's uh, huffing and puffing, running down and... Uh, uh, the uh, an alley, a dark alley. No bloody way did I want to mix it up with Cabernet if I don't have to. Maybe if I find a, a, a hide down this alley. And then all of a sudden, Bob, Cap's like, what in? And there's a loud noises. Yeah, it's like a doom, doom, ding, bam, bam, boom. And Cap turns the corner. What does he see? Well, that's not good. Boomslang's laying on the ground and there's like, I don't know what, four, five, six, seven tufts standing around him. And it looks like they got some smoking guns. And he's got a lot of bullet holes in his body and a pool of blood. Yeah. Good Lord. A gang of kids gunned him down. Yo, tone deaf. Another one. That'd be the king of the costumes, man. King's got blood, too. Chill the mother. Must be the entrance to their gang hangout. Boomslang surprised them and they were coming out. Got himself ventilated. Senseless violence. Gets me mad. And he does. He's got a mad look on his face. And he just dives at him. And he punches the main guy. Perp's got a death wish. And he starts firing, but Cap blocks it with his shield. Despite their heinous deeds, they're all still juveniles. I'll have to go easy on them. If I have time. And he's punching through them. Next page. And uh, we get Cap ducking uh, one of them shooting. But the guy ends up shooting his comrades behind him. Gonna nail you, creepoid. Rest of you want to avoid a trip to the emergency room. Drop your guns. Lie face down on the ground now. And he kicks one of them down. Hmm. Casual disregard for human life is appalling, but they at least caught on to the principle of pain avoidance. Nobody so much as twitch. Cap goes over to the fallen villain, Boomslang. You still with us? And he's just gurgling blood. Easy, fella. Hang on. I'll get you to a hospital. And then a siren goes. Woo! 
That's a wolf. What am I doing, Rick? I don't know, Bob. What are you doing? That's no siren. Oh my God. It just so goes to show that I have not had a lot of contact with either the law or ambulances. <laughs> no, you, you, wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. I mean, come on. You watch TV, haven't you? Well, yeah, that's true. I can do that one. That sounds yeah. more like a British one. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Thank goodness all the gunfire hasn't gone unnoticed. Someone's called for the police. Next page, a half hour later, outside of Roosevelt Hospital, Boomslang's chance of pulling through is 50-50. One of the kids shot was DOA. The other's critical. Some night. It says DOA and has little asterisks. What does that stand for, Bob? Dead on arrival. Hmm. That's, that's not good. And so then he walks over to his sky cycle, which uh, the, uh, I guess the wings on it folded up. So that kind of like made it, um, you know, tamper proof. Tamper proof, waterproof, I would hope. It'd, be, it'd suck to get out after a rainstorm on your sky cycle and uh, find the seat all wet. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. I wonder if this was something, I mean, like, I don't recall any type of like, device that gets like protected like this in previous cap comics i wonder if the 1989 batman movie with the batmobile mm, where yeah. he he hit the button and it all shielded up all around it right yeah do you think that influenced this at all possibly could have yeah yeah you're right the police have the remaining five gang members in custody remains to be seen how long they'll be off the streets attempted murder unlawful weapons controlled substances and all of them apparently under 18 welcome to the future and he flies off ah uh, and then he uh he flies into the avengers headquarters not exactly in the mood for joyriding anymore i'll have to give diamond back a rain check soon in the avengers headquarters caps there and he takes his mask off as he's walking May never know what Boomslang was doing near Diamond's place, besides spying on her. I think I'll shower and hit the... And then uh, Michael, the pilot, shows up. Do you, know who, do you know who he is? You know, I don't recall, Rick. Well, that would be... Um, isn't Wasn't that... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, John, John Jameson? Jameson was the pilot. Yeah, who's yeah. Michael? I thought this was the pilot, but I could be wrong. He's got great hair. It really does. Yeah. It's a bit wavy. It's like a real David Hasselhoff sort of look. Yeah. Well, anyway, this guy comes up to him and says, uh, Oh, Cap, you're here. Good. Do me a favor, will you? Check in on Fabian. He's been acting strangely. Don't think he's slept in days. All right, Michael. Or whoever you are. Next page, he walks into Fabian's, um, I guess, laboratory, office, you know. Yeah, now, he's a tech guy, right? He is. But, you know, here's mm -hmm. the interesting thing about Fabian. And I think it's important to this story to understand his backstory a little bit. So nine years earlier, 1981, he was introduced in Avengers 217, and he was known as the Mechano Marauder. And so he was um he was a bad guy. You know, he 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 kind of came up with uh various, you know, me mechanic devices and used those to attack the Avengers. And after getting his ass kicked a few times, um he eventually tried to switch and become a member of the Avengers. And uh eventually Cap hired Fabian you know, as a staff member, um, you know, on the Avengers to, you know, kind of turn him around, you know, from his life of crime. And so, um, anyway, you know, and I think he was, maybe he was ex shield at some point too. Uh, but so he has a, a background of, let's just say, you know, originally being a bad guy, but he has turned around and, and has been helping out, um, cap in the Avengers ever since. I think that's pertinent to this. It is. I think story. so. Yeah. Good grief. What a mess. Fabian's never been the most orderly lab jockey I've ever known. 
but this techno junkyard is beneath even his usual standard. And he comes up on Fabian, uh, who has his back to him, and he's crouched working on some something on the ground. Fabian, how's it going, guy? Cap, what what are you, Fabian? You're so. Have you lost some weight? Yeah, I'm on a, a new diet. Well, whatever it is, it sure is working. He must have dropped at least 30 pounds since I last saw him. That was only a few weeks ago. So what is it you're working on so diligently? And he has his back to him. Just a device. Now, come on, Fabian. Our agreement when I took you on here was that you'd keep me abreast of everything you were working on, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a debugging device. Oh, what kind? And then he gets a crazed look in his eye, Bob. It sure does. A brain debugging device, Cap. What else? The Masters of Evil's planted a big bug in my brain, and now they can hear everything I'm thinking. They broadcast my thoughts to everyone. Now everyone knows. Can, can't you hear my thoughts, Cap? Can't you? We turn the page. Cap puts his hands on either of his shoulders. Baby, I think you've been working yourself too hard. I'm not denying that what you say is impossible in this crazy world we live in, but wait a minute. You're not Cap. Cap parts his hair on the other side. You're an imposter. A duplicate sent by the Masters of Evil to ruin my work. Let go of me. Let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. Fabian, are, are you on something? No, no, I, I'm not. We don't test our employees for drugs here, Fabian. But if we did, tell me the truth. Do you think you'd pass the test? I, and he puts his head down. We don't allow drug use here, Fabian. I, I never did it here, Cap. I, I swear, I, I was always outside when I smoked. That's a moot point. We're going to have to get you to a treatment program. Until you're clean, I'm afraid I'm going to have to suspend you. No, Please, this is my life here. I, I, I promise I'll stop. Really? Yes, you will stop with the right rehabilitation program. And he picks him up and makes him stand. Besides the harm you're doing to yourself, there's another consideration. The Avengers are role models to the nation. We simply cannot tolerate unhealthy, illegal substance abuse to go on among us. But Cap, what about the super soldier serum? Don't you owe your very powers to a drug? That's uh, different. And he walks him out. That's a good point, Bob. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it's like you could tell that that kind of took uh, Cap back a bit on his heels. You know, he didn't hadn't, hadn't quite considered that before. Um, but I suspect he will. A few hours later, and we were back at the the crime scene where Boomslang was shot down uh, in that alleyway in front of that door. And there are two men there wearing long trench coats. But, you know, that was the style at the time. Did you have a trench coat back in 1990? Did I, uh, I did, Rick, but it was issued to me by the United States Marine Corps. So, yeah. But it was a cool one. I bet it was super cool. And I, I actually just a little detour. I threw it out two weeks ago. What? Yeah. You know, with it just, it got stained. Not that it got stained with anything, but just over the course of, I don't know, 30 years, uh -huh. something about the material started to discolor and it's not the sort of thing that would ever come out. And so I finally said, what the hell am I keeping this for? So I got rid of it, but it was a really neat, neat uh, coat, man. Now, I'm going to have to see a picture of that sometime. Yeah. yeah. So the two guys are there stepping over the, the tape, invading a crime scene, Bob. Uh, Yo, lowlife, chill out, man. You got longer legs than me. Blood, Chucky. Sticky brown puddles. Guess that has something to do with why Tone Duff ain't checked in tonight, huh? Good guess. Dag. Wish I knew what went down. What I should open the door, see if the man found the biscuit and cash? What's a biscuit and mm, cash? I don't know, but that sounds delicious. I know. Makes me want to run over to the Waffle House. Excuse me. 
Do you have this in cash? <laughs> <laughs> it's a robbery. Look out. <laughs> and you know what? If uh, if you're at the Waffle House, chances are you're going to get arrested pretty damn quick. <laughs> There's probably three cops in there. Probably so, yes. That's a cap lock. Bet the heat hoovered it all. Oh, the heat. The hoover, yeah. Uh, now, just what you boys think you're doing. Huh? And we see a shadow of a woman. It looks like a woman. But in the 90s, it could be a hairband like poison. <laughs> That's true, yeah. A chick in spandex. We're just honest citizens, ma'am. Only we ain't never seen a crime scene before. We we got curious is all. Okay, you saw it. Now beat it. No problem. Come on, ground chuck. My man, you heard the nice lady. And then he whispers to him as they're walking away. That chick will be able to make us. On the count of three, let her up. One, two, three. And they turn around and they have a gun and a shotgun. And they're like, where'd she go? And she is. She's gone. She disappeared. She's quick. Next page. Uh, this was a page that also came up for sale recently. Um, this uh, It's an interesting page. Uh, it is a big close-up of Cap's face. Um, it's basically five panels, um, one being almost like a, a third-page splash. Um, and uh, Cap's just sitting at the computer, and it's dark, and it's just the light from the monitor that is, uh, I think, lighting up Cap's face. Fabian's comment about the super soldier serum being a drug is something I hadn't really thought about before. I suppose it is in the technical sense. It is a foreign substance administered to the body to produce a certain effect. The effect in my case was the rapid growth of muscle tissue and bone marrow, as well as the permanent enhancement of my natural reflexes. Uh, and we also left out, uh, uh, was it didact, indact memory, indactic, what do you call it? Or didactic. Didactic, yeah, you also got that too. Yeah. I wonder if the super soldier formula was a forerunner of the steroid compounds athletes illegally use to stimulate their muscles. Well, the experimental serum I took hasn't shown any harmful side effects in all the years since I took it. And that certainly distinguishes it from steroids and recreational drugs. Let me see what our computer file has on illicit drugs. Hmm. Here's a sobering statistic. America has, but... 5% of the world's population but consumes 50% of the world's illicit drugs. Can this be so many people's American dream or is it a way to escape the American reality? Let me look up the drug Fabian claimed to be taking, ICE. Now, that's an interesting stat. Now, back in 1990, now, you know, Bob, 33 years or 34 years now have, have yeah. passed, right? Yeah. Um. I, I went and I looked up, I was curious, you know, what, what is the, the population of the world right now? And in, in, in 2021, it was uh, 296 million. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, what percentage that is Americans? And it's 5.8%, uh, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so we grew a little bit in the last 33 years, but uh, I couldn't quite figure out the drug use and um, I think it was 66 million last year considered illicit. Uh, and I, I I went down this rabbit hole trying to do all this research just just to see how much has changed. And yeah, I can't report anything really specific. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think this statistic. Who knows? I mean, you know, there's all kinds of statistics, right? And uh, that strikes me as high. You know, having having traveled the world quite a bit. But, you know, it's also based on, you know, how you measure, right? It's true. Variables here. And like, is yeah, it and then so many, or... you know, then you, you have um, the number one drug is marijuana and, and mm -hmm. that's become legal. So yeah. is that considered illicit? I don't know. Right. Bob, do you want to read what's uh, on on 
Caps computer monitor. It says about ice. Sure, I uh, I'll try here. It says a form of me- ice is a form of metamphetamine or speed. Its name derives from the clear clear crystal form it takes. Ice is believed to be more addictive than crack cocaine, and like crack, is smoked in a glass pipe. Hmm. Ice. Uh, it, it, it looks like it says ice cream, but uh, ice creates <laughs> a feeling of euphoria and alertness in the user. Uh, side effect, potential side effects include weight loss, irregular sleeping periods, paranoia, and hallucinations. Um, like cocaine, which comes from a plant native to the Andes mountain, coca, ice can be made in laboratory, unlike, I'm sorry, unlike cocaine, ice can be made in laboratories using readily obtained chemicals. The manufacturing use of ice began in Asia and has since spread to Hawaii. It is only a matter of time before it appears on the American mainland. Ha! That was uh, prescient. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know Ice Ice Baby. Vanilla <laughs> right? Now they, they finally had flavored versions. Yeah, I like Icy Pops. Um, yeah, and uh, poor Joe Rosen had to type all that up, you know, or hand do that on the computer screen. <laughs> yeah, hand do yeah. that, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think of myself as one of America's staunchest protectors. Yet I've been remiss in addressing the nation's number one problem. I've had to have the problem explode right in my own backyard before I sat up and took notice. Okay, better late than never. I've got to do something about the drug problem, starting right now. And he's got a stern look in his eye, Bob. Now, the next page, here we go. It's somewhere upstate in a prison. Inside the prison is a prisoner, one of the most dangerous men in the world. He could turn virtually any object into a lethal weapon, which he can wield with an uncanny accuracy. Because of this, his access to objects is severely curtailed. His clothing has no buttons or elastic or drawstrings. His sink has recessed knobs and faucets. His toilet has no lid. His toilet paper comes with the cardboard tube removed. His bed is a mattress cemented to the floor. He has allowed no hard food. His thrice-daily mush is dispensed through a recessed spigot into a bowl that is bolted to the floor. He has permitted no utensils. He has no contact with the other prisoners. Guards stay at arm's length away from the bars of his cell. Twice a month, he is shot with a tranquilizer dart and taken unconscious for a sponge bath and medical exam. His every move is watched by an accessible video camera. The American Civil Liberties Union has been trying for months to have him removed from this cruel and unusual mode of incarceration. After today, they won't have to bother. Now, he's uh, he looks like he's wearing um, like a medical gown, right? There's an Johnny, opening in. Right. Yeah. They, is call, it op- they call it a Johnny. Who calls it a Johnny? I call it a Johnny. You don't call it a Johnny? I don't call it a Johnny at all. I call it a medical gown. Well, you're. I'm not on a first name basis with Aren't you, you fancy? I guess. Uh, anyway, he's he's wearing one of them, and uh, apparently nothing else because we got a we got a view of his bare butt. Fortunately, somewhat shadowed in this instance. It is unfortunate, yes. And he <laughs> he goes up and uh, he bashes his face into the wall, um, and then he falls back, bleeding, yelling. And so then we have two armed guards coming into the, the the cell. Dope, refusing to eat his grub, he must have passed out on his feet and smacked his head against the wall. Careful, Willie. He may be faking it. He faked all his blood, huh? He's, we still ought to trank him, just in case. Okay, Warren, I'll give him one. And then he turns over and bullseye i don't think we've we've mentioned it yet but it's bullseye right and he uh he takes one of the teeth that broke in his mouth and he spits it into uh the uh one of the guards right into his eye uh and then he pulls out his uh gun and he takes it and he puts the gun between 
the guard's legs and he shoots the other guard. And then uh, he pulls the guy who he spit into his eye up, holds him by the back of the head and puts a gun to the back of his head. And because he has some teeth missing, he talks a little funny. Sure. Half no illusion. You're going to die. But first, you're going to escort me out of here. Now move. Back in Avengers headquarters, Cap's checking on Fabian. Is it time? No, not yet. The clinic has yet to return my calls. I have a question to ask you. Where did you get your drugs from? Guy goes by the street name Kid Gloves. He hangs out near the train stop on Continental Avenue in Queens. You going to bust him? Not exactly. Next page. And there's uh, the kid leaning up against a car and on a street parked car. And uh, walking up to him is a, uh, a guy, uh, looks like a bum. And he, you know, he's got like a, he probably has that trench coat you threw out, you know? <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got shaggy beard, shaggy hair, and which is blonde. And uh, the kid's singing a song. What's he singing, Bob? Oh, it is. This beat is Technotronic by Technotronic, Rick. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah. And you're going to sing this one, Bob? I I'm not, Rick, because you know why? You don't do it research. Well, I do, but it's not the best <laughs> one off their 1998 hit album pump up the jam and uh -huh. so i think most people know technotronic by their eponymous pump up the jam hit uh -huh. would you like to sing that one that's the one yeah that's it so continental avenue in the borough of queens an hour later hi kid gloves i know you pops fabian sent me he can't make it tonight Paid no me real good to pick up a couple papers for him. Whoa, stash that cash, Pops. Come on, inside my crib so we can get do business nice and private. And so he, he does, he turns, uh, he goes into his place. And next thing you know, the kid pulls a revolver and puts it point blank in his face. Okay, Pops, you're a friend of Fabian's like I'm Santa Claus. Now fork over your wad or you're going to be crying blood, dig? And uh, what does this guy do, Bob? Oh, he does a quick switcheroo with his left hand. Not even like his whole body doesn't move. Right? Just his left hand snatches the gun while twisting Kid Gloves' uh, right hand in a very painful movement. Uh, Were you taught this in the military? I like was. How to disarm yeah. people like this? I was actually, yeah. Was this before or after you had uh, something hitting down your butt crack? <laughs> this was before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Not quite. I'd recommend you withdraw your finger from the trigger. I'm told replacing kneecaps that have been shot are quite painful. Hey, ow! Who are you, man? A narc? No. Worse. Wait. Oh, my God. You're the Punisher? Hmm. I hadn't thought of that particular ploy. Good guess. D -d -d Don't kill me, man. Wouldn't dream of it. Long as you take me to your supplier. And we're back in the van. And uh, we got. Remember the pilot? We thought it was it was James. Right. And then he called him Michael. Right. Yeah. Is that his middle name? Maybe. Maybe Cap was being know, formal. But this guy looks different. But, oh, does he? Yeah, he's got a I, mustache. Well, yeah, but I think that's a disguise. Mustache is a disguise? Okay, possibly. All right, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There, uh, that's him. Name's Moose Meat. He gives mm -hmm. me the rocks. If you're lying. I, I know, I'm dying. James, keep Mr. Gloves here company. We'll have a word with Mr. Meat. Affirmative. And then he... Yeah, man, my arm, don't bend it like that. It don't, it does now in the van. And then uh, we got uh, a, a girl on a payphone making a call. Yeah, this is jailbait. Let me talk to Low Life. It's an emergency. 
She goes by jailbait. <laughs> she goes by jailbait. Okay. Uh, you know, Bob, you know where, I, where I come from, there's a there's a definition of a jailbait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I do think that perhaps is what is being implied. Gloves, you, you dirty, you fingered me. That's the punisher up uh, under that get up, man. He he was going to hoist me if I didn't. The the punisher? Okay, Moose Meat. Now I'm going to make you the same offer I made your friend here. Tell me where you get your supply, and maybe, just maybe, you'll live to see the dawn. Oh. Next page. An hour later in lower Manhattan, uh, the van is driving down the street. You know how we can tell the van's driving down the street, Bob? Uh, would it be the exhaust coming out of the back? Yes. Boy, Cap does not. He does not believe in uh, uh-huh. taking care of his emissions. I know, right? Yeah. There. That's the warehouse there. Pull over, James. Give me some elbow room, boys. This is where I part company with the wig and overcoat. Whoa, that ain't. That's Captain America, not the Punisher. Yes, we're working together now. Uh, so James, the driver... Now is pretending to be to be the Punisher, all yes. along. <laughs> and they're like, "No, place is guarded. That's a promising sign." And then Cap goes up on top of the uh, the roof, and he sees a skylight, and he's like, "Lights on. Somebody's home. Let's see who." And sure enough, Bob, he's flashing crashing through the skylight very much like the cover indeed and he lands in the dark if that doesn't bring whoever's here running yo over here Hmm. so if it ain't the great captain america pleased to meet you old man they call me napalm on account this trick i know how to do thing is i can only do it once and and he goes and he he lets off a he's got like a device in his hand and he flips the switch and cap you see his eyes light up and he's alarmed and the last panel is what bob it's a huge explosion rick and it goes Ba-doom. continued in 2 weeks all right bob so mm. Uh, what did you think of this opening story? Uh, did it do its job? Did it catch your attention and make you want to read more? Yeah, you know, it's a good hook, right? It's a good hook. We got we got a couple mysteries here. We don't know who the ultimate baddies are. We know there's a, a mysterious uh, uh, woman involved who's very quick on her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got some drama with Fabian. Um we got cap in a wig. You know what? Who could want anything more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's it's interesting too, for those reasons. But also, I think because Cap's, you know, we we in this point of Mark Grunewald's run, we, we basically this is the superhero Cap, right? He he takes on bad guys. He 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 works with the Avengers to take on larger threats. But this is a little close to home. Right. And that mm-hmm. he wants to, uh, you know, battle uh, drug pushers and, and get them off the streets. Uh, kind of a large task uh, for one man like this. I, I, I see. I, I understand where he's coming from. And he seems very, um, you know, very much matter of fact. I, 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 I see a problem. I'm going to research. I'm going to learn more about that problem. And now I'm going to attack that problem. Right. So he's very matter of fact about all this. But at the same time, I, it's not strategic. And, and Cap is a strategic character. So it's a little interesting that he's doing this one man war against drugs in his neighborhood. So it tells you. You know, well, it makes you ask the question, why? Right? Is was is it he's that close to Fabian, and uh, you know that kind of spurned him on? Um, was it the fact that uh, somebody else in his life? Maybe it's 
you know, he, he he's thinking of his father, you know, and his mm-hmm. abuse. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not strategic, so it's a little out of character for Steve. So I'm curious your thoughts on, yeah. did, you know, did that even come up in your mind? Um, you know, the, about his dad, no. I do think uh, the, I mean, obviously at this point, you know, for the, the previous decade, the whole war on drugs started by, by Reagan and just say no. And, and then, of course, with, uh, with George Bush as his successor and that war on drugs continued, it certainly wasn't, um, wasn't a particularly successful war. Uh, as as use continued to grow in the United States, right? And so I, I always love stories that that pull from the real world and try to tackle those issues in comics. And so I think it was that that juxtaposition of what was going on in the real real world. And of course, I think it was in like this year or the year after that they had that uh, that partnership with the FBI where they came out with Captain America versus like drugs or something, right? Mm-hmm. Was that or was which, that the asthma monster? No, not the asthma one. There was one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was one where he uh, it was actually two of them, two issues. One came out, you know, much later, I think. Um, but you know, it was Captain America versus drugs, and it was like a giveaway by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either ninety or ninety-one or something like that. So, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, that was the world right outside your window. But I, but I love the fact that um, this question of the super soldier serum, and you know, and. And of course, at this time too, there was there was a lot of talk about steroid use among professional mm-hmm. athletes, right? And so there's this convergence in the question of the super soldier serum. But I hadn't thought about what you brought up, and that was, you know, uh, Caps uh, Steve Steve's dad and his addiction to alcohol, which is a form of drug. Uh, and um, so, and I think that's an interesting question. I'll be curious to see if if that comes up. Yeah, me too. Uh, as we we move into uh, uh, next month, when we we continue this, uh, the second week of uh, of I guess at this point it will be February. Um, so Bob, I I get to go first this time. You went first last time. Um, favorite panel? Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I wonder. It, yeah, is it a surprise here, Bob? <laughs> right. Yeah. Gonna go with page three. Panel one, this is where we have five caps in one panel. I get my money's worth out of this panel uh, yeah. by claiming this. I get five caps for the price of one. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, I That's my favorite panel in the book. All right. All right. Very How about nice. you? I, you know, I'm going to go uh, a little bit off the beaten path on this one. I like quirky things. And so I'm going to go with uh, the final panel, bottom right, page 11. Mm. Uh, um. That's the one of Cap's eyeball when he's in his, you know, he's doing his research. Okay. Yeah. That eyeball, it's, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of emotion in that eyeball, right? Indeed. It's not just an eyeball. You can see that like he's, he's really thinking hard about this and he's, he's, you can see almost the, the formula, like the plan being mm-hmm. formulated in his mind, uh, through the movement of his eye that's rendered here. So I, I think it's a really cool artistically well done panel that, that, conveys a lot of information uh, with a very small amount of, of data. All right. Very nice. And, and what are you, what's putting on a t-shirt for you? All right. Well, uh, again, for me, uh, that would be page four. So I don't know if that works out, but it's the one where cap is the, the, the left-hand panel. Uh, it's kind of a longer panel, but it says, uh, and it's just caps face and it's not even his entire face. It's probably, you know, four fifths of his face. And he says, must be the entrance to another gang hangout. Boom slang surprised them as they were coming mm-hmm. out, got himself ventilated. Senseless violence gets me mad. I think that would be cool on a shirt. I do too. And I would even like get rid of that first balloon, right. balloon and just yeah. use the senseless violence gets me yes, mad. Exactly. I like that. I am yeah. I'm a fan. All right. How about yourself? What do you got for a t-shirt? Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, the next page and go with the second panel. And that's the one where cap is doing a right, uh, upper kick. Uh, that's a good one. And the guy's falling backwards. Yeah. And he says the rest of you want to avoid a trip to the emergency room, drop your guns, lie face down the ground. And now I like that one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. How about a time capsule, Rick? Anything you're going to jam into the time capsule? Uh, 
I'm going to go back to the page where he's sitting in front of the computer. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to go with the 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 second pa- panel there where he's just on the computer and he's talking mm-hmm. about uh, 5% of the world's population. Yeah. You know, consumes 50% of the world's illicit drugs. Uh, I don't know. That, that's very timely uh, as far as like, you you know, that that points to that period of time in our country in 1990. Yeah. Um, so I think that one fits perfectly in a time capsule. All right. Well, it's funny. I, I'm going to the same page, Rick, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to use that LCD screen. Okay. Um, did you have a computer back in like the late eighties or you know, no, early nineties? No, yeah. No. I, 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 maybe mid early mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like 92, 93. I think I finally got one. Okay. That's when they really started coming out with like PCs, right? Like Microsoft the up windows PCs, yeah i had a little right? i had a little mac okay yeah i had a mac back in the in the 80s i had a mac 2e and then i had a commodore 64 and uh but they always had the black screen with uh you know with the with the yellow mm-hmm. you know print on it right the real hardcore lcd type you know it wasn't even lcd i well i just i don't know, cathode ray too i don't know what it was but but it reminds me of this uh, and then, yeah, within a few years, like early nineties, I remember I was in Yuma, Arizona. It was probably, I don't know, 92 or something. And one of the, one of the, the wives of one of the other Marines I, I worked with started working at a PC store and she was trying to get like people to buy PCs. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, all right, I'll buy one. And so I went and, you know, I talked to her at the store and I, I got a PC and I brought it home and I, I plugged it in, you know, and I'm like, the hell am I going to do with this? You know, it was like $2,000. I had to get it on a payment plan, you know? And I'm like, yeah, what the hell am I going to do with this? I don't know what I, I don't have any plans for this. You know, I don't, ha- I don't have like busy calc. <laughs> Remember busy calc or like, I really Peach don't tree or any of these programs. And I'm like, no, yeah. Completely useless for me. Okay. Right, so, but okay. that was, you know, that leap change from these sorts of screens to like, so almost like what we see now in a span okay. of like a year, you know? So this takes me back to, to those, those days. Well, there you go. We'll put that yeah. in the Bob Lucius time capsule for Captain America. All right, Bob, uh, next episode, we're coming back and we are going to be covering, we're going in, uh, you know, a little, little trip back to the seventies, Bob. Uh, we're going to go from 1977 and uh, we're going to do Captain America annual Number four. That sounds fun. I love annuals. Not all I know. Well, some annuals aren't so good, but some are great. This was, uh, man, we're just knocking some things out from the the 2024 bucket list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. We're we're doing this and uh, we got a few other things lined up soon. So, um, yeah, we're going to do the, it's, I think it's a Jack Kirby annual that has Magneto and the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. let's dive into that one so we'll we'll come back in next episode 171 and we're going to do captain america annual four from 1977 awesome can't wait to do that one me too all right bob well as always it has been so much fun wrapping cap with you and it has been for me as well i look forward to our next encounter (laughs) okay he's bob lucius I'm Rick Verbanis, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. 